Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dude, the entire fucking Mormon battalion is showing up to my house tomorrow to move my shit. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And today, we're going to try and get Heather to survive her move. I'm sipping my third cup of coffee. And it's, it's only 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> uh, okay. What? When, when it hits noon, does that switch to something a little harder? Maybe today. Maybe. <laughs> I told my mother right now is um, going through my towel and sheet closet, um, which is right outside my door, which is right outside where I record the podcast. And she's the, you may hear the vibrations coming off of her. They the, made the walls may vibrate and you may hear that <laughs> the energy that is coming off my mom. But I have to say she's, she's been quite a force, quite a force. Move. She has engineered the whole thing. And has been working her ass off for the last seven days straight. At the outset of this, I have to say that I am one lucky, privileged son of a bitch. Oh my God, I just called my mom a bitch. <laughs> I'm saying that. And I mean that lovingly. No, I am so lucky to have her in my life. She's an extraordinary woman and she's not normal. You know, most people don't have this kind of support in their lives. And I'm very, very lucky to have her love and support and energy and help. And she has some energy for moving, right? She certainly does have some energy for moving, moving possibly an undiagnosed mental condition that is rampant in my family. And um, we're all staying clear the fuck out of her way <laughs> even though it's all my stuff i'm like whatever mom whatever you say i'm just waiting for instructions that's honestly though i mean i hate moving hate hate moving mm -hmm. i would rather i would rather just walk out of my house and be like you do it i don't care what you break i don't care what you pack i don't care what you steal i just don't want to do it at all like, i would rather i would rather someone that eager to help than have to orchestrate it my sister-in-law came over last, like my family's coming in shifts and my sister-in-law was here last weekend and she looked at me and she says, I would rather have another baby than do this with my house. <laughs> Damn. And this is coming from a woman who has five children and has stayed home with all of them. And the last one was even kind of an accident. So for her to say that was like, yeah, this is the situation here. You just collect things over the years. And I have given birth to two pack rats. There's not just my stuff. There's children's stuff. That's like, so the amount of shit. God, help well, didn't us. Didn't we talk, as soon as you mentioned that, I feel like 
is it Marlo who kind of has a tendency to hang on to like, like actual trash? Actual but trash. But these things have a meaning, right? Actual trash. Okay. Yeah. Like she had a collection of, of actual things that most people would throw away, but she remembered certain places or events, right? Yes. And sometimes five months after I've thrown it away, she'll go, do you remember that one little piece of paper that I had scribbled on that I had tucked away and the little thing and the little thing? And I'll, I have no idea what you're talking about, Marlo. <laughs> I'm sorry that it was special to you. Well, plus you feel, even if, you, even if you're not like a, a consumer, like if you don't constantly buy new things, over time, especially you fill your space. You just do. Like, I think you just naturally fill your space. Like water. Yes. And yes. Yes. So I'm going to be really re revelatory on this episode. And that's another Mormon word. It's our time for our Mormon lesson. Revelatory? Revelatory. It's a good word, though. Yes. I have lived in the house that I'm in right now for four years exactly. And that is the longest that I have lived in one place since I left home when I was 18 years old. Hang on. You've been there for four years. Four years. And you've been there longer than any other place since you left. Yes. 22 years ago. Yes. Okay. I, it's hard for me to wrap my, my brain around that because I grew up in basically one house. I have, you know, it's, it's not like my childhood was scattered across the country or the world. My house was in Bartlett, Tennessee, a suburb of Memphis and it was my house, but I lived in a house. We we, we bought a house here in 19... 19. <laughs> I'm so old. In a 2004, lived there for three years, moved to another house because we needed to upgrade because we wanted to have another kid and there wasn't enough room in 2007. Then in 2010, moved to an ungodly house. Never, never, never should have bought that house. It was... Just, that was the house with the tub. It yeah. was the house with the tub. Yeah, a lot of space because we thought that we were going to use that space for for specific things that I eventually realized I didn't want to do. But there was so much space there, and we collected a lot of things. And I downsized a little bit after the divorce when I came into this house. And sorry, this is a long story, but the house that I'm in right now was sort of kind of a meant to be transitory. Like I needed to find a place to live within like 24 days that was in the school district that they were going to. And I drove by the house. It's in the same neighborhood and saw the for rent sign. And within two days, I had decided that I was going to live here without looking at anything else because I was so desperate. And the style of the house is nothing at all like my style. Um, it's very Tuscan inside here. <laughs> Oh, God. I think I one time described the style of Utah homes as like someone opened a cloud over Salt Lake County and just shit Tuscan all over, all over every home. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So so yours is not like abnormally Tuscan. It's just normally a Utah home. It's not abnormally Tuscan. It just has some very ornate details that I don't aspire to. Sounds charming. <laughs> Um, there's details on the carpet and some of the wallpaper and the colors I never painted. But this house, we've been here for four years, and I, my kids love it here. I love this house. It's going to be very sad to leave, but I really, really, really need to go into a smaller home 
And my kids need a place where they can be outside and explore their world. And that is, those are the two main considerations um, going into this new home. But downsizing. Downsizing. Is a, is, it's awful. (laughs) I don't even need, like, I don't need a lot of square footage. But again, if I have it, I will fill it. And then when I downsize, it's, it's just awful. There's no other way to put it. Oh, yeah. Not that you need this painted for you right now as you're like five days out, but you know. I am sitting, I I record the podcast and it's probably a little echoey because I'm I'm in my closet. My closet is this huge, huge walk-in closet. When I first got here, I didn't even fill half of the closet. And then like within a year, like I had filled every space in this closet. So last weekend... All of my niece, all like several of my nieces came over and I clean, I basically gave away half of my wardrobe. So now there are empty spaces, but I still even think I need to downsize even more to be able to fit into the closet over there. But it doesn't it, I mean, I know we've talked about, you know, consumerism in some capacity, but when you have to go through that, don't you ever look at that stuff and just wonder what the hell, why, why do you have it in the first place? Why? Why? Why did yeah. I ever keep this? Like, why am I storing this in my house? I was never going to wear this. Never going to wear this. I had, this is embarrassing, but I have this subscription to Stitch Fix. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Like 30 pairs of jeans. 30 pairs of jeans. And most of them are very, 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 very similar. And I was, and you I probably wear like three of them. Three. Right? Maybe On a three. Regular basis, the same yeah. three that I, same three. The rest of them just sat in my closet. So my nieces were just like, eh, my God, it's like we're fucking shopping. Which, you know, I love being able to do this, like to give my stuff to people who need it. Um, I have a ton of furniture that I'm giving away. There's a um, a refugee center here that we're going to give some of my furniture to. Families come here and what they do is they determine oh, nice. which families, they set families up in homes and then they... Um, have a list of things that they need for those homes. And there's a couch and some chairs and a table that I'm going to be giving there. Because this is this is the reality of it, is that I, the last house, and this is going to reverberate in this echoey room. The last house, the house of the divorce. <laughs> there we go. The house of the divorce was 12,000 square feet. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And you were there for how long? I'm sorry, how many years? I was there for two years. God, that's a big house. Uh-huh. That's like 10,000 square feet more than I need. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So I uh, mean, that's just, wow. Yeah, so I'm going from 12,000, and the, the house that we're moving into is 1,400. Oh, man. Well, okay, but how, how big is the house you're in now? The house I'm in now guess? is 5,800. Holy Oh my God. It's why do you I do Holy shit. I don't need the space. I I needed the space immediately and so and the and the rent the rent was completely reasonable when I moved in. And what has happened is that I have filled all the crevices like water. Everything I've just sort of like spilled out into all the space that I don't need to fill. And I don't like living that way. I don't like living in a space that I don't need. And I remember living in that huge home and thinking how much I missed the intimacy 
of the small space. I'm really excited. I mean, the space I'm moving into and the furniture that we have, it's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. But I'm looking forward to the smallness of it, the compactness. Like, I have to simplify my life, and that's what I want. That's that's the intention of the move is let's simplify things to get back to to get back to who I really am. Oh, God, I don't want to sound this like a fucking therapy <laughs> session. But <laughs> no, But there's something to be said for smaller spaces, I think. And I, I I know, I mean, I could never live in a tiny house. I just, I couldn't, I would go nuts. But I, I don't want, I don't want thousands of square feet. For one, because like you said, I don't want to fill it. I don't need to fill it. But I, I kind of like the idea of a home that is a little more compact, that kind of forces everyone to be together. Not all the time, but most of the time. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. And it forces you to make decisions about unnecessary things in your life. Yes. There's that horrible book. Have you heard of it? The Joy of Tidying Up? Or I, I have. I've never, I've never read it called? because I have a feeling it would aggravate me. Oh. The, the, no, it's not what it's called, though. No, it's Heather, that's not what it's called. It's got a longer title, right? <laughs> what? It, isn't, it doesn't have like a longer Yes, the something, something joy of something, something of me being a hardcore bitch. And if you don't do it my way, then you're not doing it the right way. And every single person that I've worked with has never, ever gone back to collecting things they don't need. And I was like going to slap her. Oh, my God. The life-changing magic of tidying up. There you go. That's it. And she actually says in that book that children will learn your tidying nature by osmosis, basically. That's what she says. Which is absolute bull- bullshit I, mean, I can tell you that i mean come on unless it takes 40 years but after 12 they sure don't i'll tell you that yeah right now and you know she, there's the whole thing about like picking up an object and holding it in your hands and asking yourself does this object bring me joy there is something to be said about that absolutely which is you know i'm kind of contradicting myself here because i like i said i, I want to go to, into a smaller space it forces you to take a look at the things around you and be like okay i've collected this shit why is it here what does it mean that i have all this unnecessary shit around me why don't i get rid of it yeah and i think that's a, a good thing although it feels like an absolutely horrendous thing when you move into a smaller space because it forces you to evaluate that I kind of as a as a reverse like three years ago uh, my son became friends with a boy from Northern Europe. They had moved over. His mom was an expat and they moved over and I got to know his parents really well. And after they'd been here a few months, I went over to their house to hang out with him and I walked in and it, it kind of felt like, and it was a, it was a big house. I don't know, 4,000 square feet maybe. And I wasn't quite sure if they had actually moved in or not because it was so damn sparse. I mean, a massive living room with two modest chairs and a sofa and a, and a console. Yeah. You know, ha- half of the, the kitchen that had like a, a seating area, I guess, not, not, not to eat in, but just like a little sitting area, wasn't furnished. An entire full finished basement with no furniture, nothing. And after I got to know them a little bit more, I made a comment about it and they kind of shrugged and they said, well, what are we supposed to do with the space? This is, we brought everything we had from our house and this is how it fits here. Interesting. And I mean, it was like, it was at least two thirds empty. Eventually they bought some things because it just felt so weird right? in the house. And they said, you know, with, with moving and being an expat, the 
the company shows you homes and this and that. They said, everything here is huge. We didn't really have an option to buy something that was the same size as our house. So we have this massive house and nothing to fill it with. Right. So it's definitely not universal. It's 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 part of the American charm. <laughs> I'm in a flyover state where there are very, very large homes for not a lot of money. Lots and lots and lots of space that we don't necessarily need. Yeah. But you're losing 75% of your space. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can, I'll tell you this, with me and my kids, that remaining 25% that I'm taking over there, of that 25%, about 80% of it is fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no place to put them. Like, I'm just like desperately like measuring the rooms. Okay, we can fit a bed here and then maybe a bookshelf there. Like, we got to have bookshelf space in here, kids. Yeah, it, 75 per, Yeah, that that's the reality. And I'm really happy about that, though, ultimately. Like, that's – that I. I don't know. There's something about shedding that. There's something about shedding a part of me that I am not necessarily proud of. I got lost in those years leading up to my divorce. And would I call my divorce my midlife crisis? I don't know. Because there's probably another crisis <laughs> awaiting me. <laughs> as soon as you call it that, yeah, you've, you've just cursed yourself. Multiple midlife crises. But there was a lot going on in terms of like me not being like me not being in touch with Heather, Heather, oh my God, um, <laughs> that I'm not necessarily proud of. And I'm, I had a long talk with um, my friend Kelly when we were on our road trip to San Diego, we had hours and hours and hours to talk about stuff driving down there and back. And I had a long talk with her about this, about how I got lost there in like 2010, 2011. And, and a lot of the stuff that I have around me is sort of symbolic of that lost, that lostness, that feeling of lostness. And I, I want to shed it and move on. So stuff to try and fill other areas, basically? Yeah. That's very, it's yeah. a very astute observation. Yes. When you moved into your, how big is your space? If we're going to be honest about spaces, you don't ask somebody oh, how God. big their home is. <laughs> you Well, you, you offered the new one and the old <laughs> one, just not the current. So, I mean, for perspective, I honestly... If I had to guess, that's a really good question. I don't, maybe 2000, maybe. So I'm moving into a space that's smaller than yours. Oh yeah. No, I, like, even if I had to cut 500 square feet out of this place and I don't even have a lot of stuff, but I don't know what I would do. I just. 600 square it, feet. Cause it's only 1400 and literally only maybe 1390. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's small. And part of like, I panic because I like closets and storage not that i have a lot of things that go in there but i like to have a place to just put things away mm -hmm. and usually when you lose square footage you end up losing what i call the hidden storage space where you can just throw shit when people come over throw shit yes yes and i mean even in the house i'm at now i have like zero hidden storage at all i have nowhere to throw shit and i hate that well it forces but you to live a certain way doesn't it it does honestly i mean when i moved i took nothing Nothing. Well, I took I took a set of bakers for the oven. Bakers? And an ottoman. Yeah, like glass bakers. I don't, honestly, I took the bakers and the ottoman out of spite. 
<laughs> I hate the ottoman. God, I hate the ottoman. But I took it because I was able to move it on my own and put it into my car. I'm taking but the fucking ottoman, Heather. That might be an exact quote. And that was it. So then when I moved, you really like, I started looking at what do I need? You know, throwing stuff into an Amazon cart and thinking about it. And I reached one point where I had just thrown all of this shit into various different carts online. And then I started looking through it. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this. I used to have this, but I don't actually need it at all, at all, at all. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of this forced, I mean, it was, it was the reverse of, of what you're doing because I just left everything behind and then had to fill in the gaps. But it was also that it gave me that same perspective. Like, why, why do I have all this stuff? Why do I feel the need to have all this stuff? So I have very little just because I don't, I don't need it. You realize how much you accumulate. Yes. Except that ottoman. I still have that fucking ottoman. You still have the fucking ottoman. Um, I hate that ottoman. But we also have the uh, esteemed pleasure of working from our homes. And like the space that I have here in the current house, I, I have a very, like I've set up a really nice space for my office. And it's roomy in the sense like I, there's a, I have a huge bureau that I can store files in. I have a giant bookshelf. I have plenty of space for my computer and all that shit. Kind of just recently finished that whole room up, right? Yeah, a year. I feel like a year, in the last year, okay. 18 months ago, yeah. And got it decorated. And then, so in, in, in making a decision to move, I want both kids to have, like this is a very, again, a very uh, spoiled way of looking at things. I want both of my kids to have their own room. Lita is a uh, Lita's Lita's very outgoing. She's she's the the she's my kind of outgoing in the sense that she can be in a large group of people and she can be very social, but she really needs her alone time. Desperately needs her alone time. Especially from her sister. Like she needs to be able to get away from Marlo when when that sisterly urge like I'm going to crush my sister in half. <laughs> she needs to be able to escape to her own room. So yeah, I get that. So I looked at this when 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 we found this space. There's four bedrooms, one for each girl, one for each girl, and a space for my office. And then there's a kitchen and the living room, and that's it. There's no dining room. There's actually barely barely enough room for a very small kitchen table. In fact, I'm gonna have to push it up against the wall, and only two chairs will fit next to it. So, okay, hang on. So there's 14. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this space in my head. Mm -hmm. So there's 1,400 square feet and four bedrooms. F yes. I will, okay. I will admit this is that I can stand in the middle of the one that's going to be my office. And if I lean to the left, I can touch the wall. And then if I lean to the right, I can touch the other wall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be a change. I was like, I think I can fit my desk in here. I think. <laughs> so, good times. I don't even have to experience this, and it's already kind of making me anxious. It's going to be just, fun. Oh, I, you know, God. it's going to be really fun because I I really, I didn't come into this space, and I didn't, again, I didn't think this, I, I didn't think this was, was going to be my space. It eventually ended up being that, and we have loved living here, but I am really excited to go in and decorate and move things around and make things the way I want them to be with an eye toward simplicity and refining and, and letting go. Yes. Yes. I mean, once you're there, 
once you have moved, it will be awesome. Y- yes. It's and just also the process that sucks. It's the process. And then the other consideration. So we had to consider the fact that I want my kids to have their own room and I need an office space. I have a very long limbed daughter who likes to dance. <laughs> that is that is true. And my mother and I, we were over there on Monday installing blinds in the windows because there there weren't any window treatments. She's helping me like fit the puzzle pieces together of like, okay, we might be able to fit a, a, a chair there. Maybe. Maybe we can fit, you know, the couch there. Maybe. And I'm just sitting there looking and I was like, mom, where is she going to dance? <laughs> where is she going to dance, mom? And she's like, you got a backyard. Just send her outside. Not so much in the snow. Well, so the space that I'm in now, right next to, there's these extraneous rooms in this house that I don't use, right? I mean, I rent a room to a lovely lady downstairs who who's leaving as well. But there's this extraneous room downstairs next to my office that I've let my kids run rampant in. It's like a gymnastics room. It's now a dancing room. It's huge. And Lita has basically used it as the space that she goes down to just to dance every night. And then I thought about in this new space, I'm like, hmm, she's going to lift her leg up and smack the piano, you know, because they're a piano, oh, yeah. an upright grand piano has to fit in this space. Oh, my God, I'm going to have a panic Good attack. Lord. <laughs> See, that's what I like. Once you're there, it'll be fine. But actually getting there, surviving that. Oh, God. That's why I texted you earlier this week and said that quitting is a life hack. Quitting. There's no shame in that. a life hack. God, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Do you know how much it costs to pay people to move a piano? Oh, my God. No, I don't even want, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. And you're just moving across town, right? Yeah. Or not even? Yeah. Okay. No, and Oof. I'm just going off about this move. So we are moving into a much less Mormon neighborhood, which means it's far, far, far more diverse because you've got some non-Mormons living around you. <laughs> right. There are shops and grocery stores within walking distance, um, convenience stores within walking distance. There, There's a park within walking distance. It's a much more walking-friendly, bicycle-friendly. I, I will know my neighbors for the first time in four years. That's, well, that's huge for you, but that's huge for kids. Huge. I, I do mean, not I, know any of I my I know neighbors. my neighbor, but... I don't live in a neighborhood area, so there's no, like, walking to stores or biking or anything. And that's my biggest regret with this place, is that Lexton can't just jump on his bike and ride to his friend's house. That doesn't exist. But that's how I grew up. I knew all my neighbors. Yes. Like, a block or two in every direction. I knew them all. Yes. And it was great. That's huge. I think this move will actually give my children as close of a representation as to the freedom that I had as a child, the, just, to the, just the ability to walk around and ride their bikes and hang out outside. Because the last, like all the houses that we've lived on have been like major roadways. It's always been dangerous to be out front for me and my young children because cars go by very fast and very frequently. And the house we're moving into is kind of on a side street, and it's it's just going to provide this warmth to their childhood that I've been wanting to give them. See, positive. So really, Positives. moving that moving that piano psh, doesn't doesn't really matter. A long <laughs> it, run. It's going to jut about two <laughs> inches into the doorway. <laughs> 
We're going to have to walk around the piano every day of our lives. (laughs) That's what's going to be great is watching the movers come into where you are now and take it and then walk into (laughs) the new space. Yeah. Oh, you could just, you could get bar stools and have that double as your table as well. Save space. We could. See? See, it's all about creativity when you're cutting out square footage. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Creativity, putting puzzle pieces together, having a very Mormon um, motivated mother who dominated the regional Western United States for Avon. Man, it's uh, (laughs) a... Yeah, so I joked earlier with my friend... She's like, I was, I meant to come over to help you pack tonight, but I've got to go into my shop and work because the, my assistant didn't show up. And I was like, dude, the entire fucking Mormon battalion is showing up to my house tomorrow to move my shit. And so <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, once again, the, the Mormons are stepping up and coming into my home and we'll be moving everything. Mormons I don't even know. People from my mother's ward are showing up. Really? I tell you, yes. Oh, so it was like a They're huge. Not, they okay, won't wow. shovel my driveway, but but they'll, but they'll move your shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, are they like actually wrapping items, putting them in boxes? I mean, this is full on packing. When I was was considering this house, I was walking through, and I'm like, finding a four bedroom home, affordable home, is is difficult right now in Salt Lake. The housing market is a little nutty because there are tech companies here who are looking for young talent and young talent is coming in with money. It's kind of, it's kind of a smaller, a much, much, much smaller scale of what's happening in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. So housing prices and rental prices are a little nutty right now. And looking around at four bedroom places, it's like, there's good God, the, the, where, where I will live in Utah. There are only certain places I will live in Utah. Otherwise I'm not living in Utah. Um, finding a four-bedroom place is, has proven really difficult. So when I came upon this home, I was like, okay, there, there's four bedrooms. There's a kitchen. There's a living room. 
and I was kind of panicking about it, but then I saw the garage. And so there's a kind of an a oversized two-car garage and the movers will the furniture that I have the furniture that I want to give to my children when I die. I do possess <laughs> that type of furniture. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> There we go. I think that was the appropriate response to that. <laughs> um, there is a there's a bed and a kitchen table that I want to give to my children when they grow up. Don't ask me why. I have no fucking idea. I do have an idea. They're just special items to me. Very special items to me. They do you won't use them. Like, are these things that you actively use, or you're these just... are things that I actively use right now? Yes. Okay. Okay. They will not fit into this space. I'm going to store that in the garage. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, there's some furniture that I'm keeping. They're not going to wrap it up like professional movers. No, this is going to be the ad hoc. The Mormons show up and put their shoulders to the wheel, move along. <laughs> you don't get that reference, but the Mormons in the I, audience I don't, will. I'm sorry. Put your shoulder to the wheel, push along. Do your oh, duty geez. with the heart full of song. Yeah, they're coming uh, tomorrow and Saturday and getting it done. And I can't I can't say enough how lucky I am for this. And they've already been in some capacity, like your family was already there. So I guess to give to give listeners some perspective, we're recording this about five days before you move and they will be listening to it about two days after, mm-hmm. right? But you've been in the packing process for a couple weeks. Oh yeah. Because your family was there a week ago, last weekend, something like that? Yes. But before that, even, I was packing my office, thinning out books, thinning out more books. I gave, I think I may have, I gave away over 600 books. In the process of packing for this move? Yes. Holy shit. So DI, which is called Deseret Industries in Utah, they have programs where they distribute books to refugee centers and to the Navajo Nation for reading programs. And so I had 600, and most of those 600 books were not even touched. Like, well, actually, <laughs> did, I, did I tell you this? I, we had this, we have a giant bookshelf in the house that I live in now, a giant. And every time a publisher, see, this is, okay, back up. I get sent a lot of stuff in the mail. And a lot of the stuff that I get sent in the mail is books. Publishers have me on a list and they send me their new books all the time. So I go to my mailbox and there's usually four or five or six or 10 or 12 books, brand new books that they're sending me that they want me to promote. Okay. So I collect these books and sometimes I'll give them away immediately and sometimes I'm like, I don't know. So I have collected probably thousands and thousands over the years. In the pre-packing stages, I thinned out that big bookshelf. And as I was putting books in stacks to give away, I was like, hey, Lita, have you read this? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, have you read this one? Yep. Have you read this one? Uh-huh. So you thought they were just sitting there on the bookshelf, but she's actually she's read just all plucking of them. them she off. read the whole fucking bookshelf. My kid is like a freak. I mean, she, <laughs> 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 she, she's read all the books that were up there. I mean, are they good? Like, are these books that they send to you that are targeted? For, yeah. They're like, like young, young adult. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so. Wow. My, I had, had them all stacked up. My nephew showed up, my Mormon nephew, who's about to head out on a mission. He showed up, put them in the back of a truck, took them down to DI and hauled them off. It was lots of books. I'm still getting books. I'm still going to be donating them. So yeah, that won't stop. Right. I mean, you'll just have to be more diligent about donating them regularly. You know what also is a pain about moving 
is transferring services. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that one. Oh, God. Okay. I just remembered. I'm I'm trying to keep track of about 400 things in my head right now. And um, I've got a call and transfer the water service. Okay. That's pretty important. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although not getting mail at your home address, or at least not as your primary mail, really helps, doesn't it? That is a life hack that we should promote at the top of the website and at the beginning of every show. Yes. Get a P.O. box or a box at the UPS store and have that be your primary mailing address. Boom. Yes. We actually got an email from someone curious as to you know what single parent life hacks we had. And I, that doesn't really qualify necessarily as a single parent life hack, but that is totally a life hack. Yes. Not having to mess with mail. I mean, and even if you even if you only move one time in 30 years, it's still a pain in the ass. There's always somewhere that you forgot to change your address and it throws all this shit off. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, very it, helpful. Except for the school mail, which I have to change because you have to show proof of address. But they, but as long as you prove your address, they they'll mail it wherever, right? Um, they. Maybe they push back there. They push back there. They actually mail yeah. it to the physical address. Yeah. Interesting. But having, I've had that mailbox for over 10 years and it's been a lifesaver. My God. Yes. Have a, have a permanent like mailing address. Yes. Yeah. Not that that minimizes having to change over all the services, but at least you don't have to mess with that. No, <laughs> I was on the phone all day, all day Monday, which was a holiday. So my kids are, I was like, kids, get on your, get on your devices. I got a call. And, um, like the Comcast call alone was an hour oh, and God. a fucking half. And then I get on the phone with DirecTV. I've decided that I'm not going to have cable anymore. Um, I'm just going to have an Apple TV or a Roku. I've got Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, right? That's what I do, yeah. Oh, is that what you do? Yeah, I, I haven't had cable since, I mean, it's been almost two years. I, I have Netflix, Hulu, and I, what is it, HBO, Now, Go, whichever one it is. And there's a, there's more programming than I watch, so I think do, it's great. Wh- which one? Do you have an Apple TV or a... Uh, I have an Apple TV, yeah. Okay. I've been trying to figure Oh, actually, out. I take that back. I gotta hate Comcast. We could do like an entire series just <laughs> on Comcast, but I didn't have cable at all. I just paid for internet and it was something like, I don't know, $55 a month. I don't even remember what it was. And then they called me and said, do you want cable? I said, no, that's why I don't have cable because I don't want it. I'm like, well, if you, if you don't want cable, your internet is going to go up to 90 a month. But if you get some cable, it'll only go up to 60. I was like, I, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't want it. Can you just charge me the 60 and pretend that I have it? And like, no, you need the box. So I have had a cable box sitting in the taped shipping box. They shipped you, they, they, they sold you a bundle. That's what they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it saved me $30 a month, but I, I haven't had it plugged in a single day because we just, we don't watch TV and we don't need it. We're like We were so used to just the Netflix and the Hulu. I don't, I don't need it. Do you have, like, is your streaming, is it pretty good? Yeah, I've never had, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've never had an issue with it actually ever. Is it residential? Like I've never had buffering, nothing. Is it a residential it, service? Yes. Okay. I think it's um, the Comcast Xfinity Blast Plus, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> but that's my guess. But no, I've never, never had an issue. Yeah. I think, okay. And I, it's just seamless. It's super easy to do. I don't know. 
I like it. No regrets. Yeah, that's we're, we're going straight to the services instead of cable, which means I can't watch live television. But the only time I watch live television is to watch um, horrific events unfolding. <laughs> and, right. Or sporting events sometimes, right? Like the yeah. Cubs win. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We've watched the Cubs win. Um, See, but I didn't. I oh. streamed it on my phone. Seriously? Because Yeah, because I don't have cable. Yeah. Okay, I've got to, I may have to reconsider all of this. I don't know. No, it's going to be fine. God, Heather, we're simplifying. Simplifying. Why do you need cable? You don't. It will be weird for a couple months, but then eventually it will be, you, you'll realize just like all of the things that you're giving away, like you don't, you don't need to watch that mm-hmm. show. Like you just don't. I was standing there on the, on hold waiting for the direct TV people to answer the phone. And I looked at Lita and she's like, another one. And I was like, Lita, I have like seven utilities here that I have to get transferred or canceled. And she's like, okay. I said, and watch this. This one is going to try to sell me shit. (laughs) She sat there and he's like, "Uh, I'd like to cancel. And then for the next 25 minutes, he tried to sell me the fucking moon. This oh, option yeah. and this option and this option. And then he put me on hold and then this option and then this option. And then he had to go get the authority to cancel. And then he'd come back from putting me on hold and say, but then we have this option. And I was like, I don't want the option. I want to cancel my service. <laughs> yeah. The last time I canceled, it was kind of the same thing. And they said, okay, well, we're, I'm going to transfer you to the cancellation department. And I wait. And the person who answers is in customer retention. I'm like, oh, God, no, I, you don't need to retain me. I'm done. Like, I don't I don't need anything. I appreciate that you have a job, but it's not going to go anywhere right now. Like, why do you – moving is stressful enough. Why do you have to put me through four different people for one service? Oh. Yeah. Well, but then, I, then I feel bad because I know that, like, it's their job to prevent me from quitting. Mm-hmm. And canceling my service. But I even said, I said, it doesn't matter what you tell me. You could offer it for free. I'm going to say no. Like, it's not <laughs> your fault. It's just, it's not going to change. The uh, the Comcast person. Sometimes this is, I will use my single mom status to, for um, for uh, pity points. Um, yeah, you play that card? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, absolutely. I've, I, I haven't I have that. earned that card. I was on hold Comcast and she's like, Oh, I will transfer you to the transfer department. So (laughs) you transfer me to the transfer department. And then if that's what they call it, whatever they call it. And uh, I wanted to change plans because I'm paying way too much for internet. And I wanted to reduce my plan. So I told him, I said, I need to, I need another plan. And he's like, well, I don't have the authority to do that. And it was just at that point in the day. And I said, listen, (laughs) Oh God, no! Uh. I was really I had had it. I was like, I said, I said, dude. I go, dude. I am a single mom, and I am trying my hardest to keep my shit together. And I just want to save some money on this business account that I have had for like years and years. You can see in my history that I have been a very loyal customer, and I have paid on time every month. Can you please help me out here? Please don't put me on hold. And he says. I'm only going to put you on hold for a minute so that I can go get the authority to change this. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> hey, be honest. Did you cry? Um, I'm, I've been crying just because I'm living. <laughs> of course I cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh wow. Oh man. There's so many tears, so many tears in this in this whole move. I mean, there was a fucking piano recital last night with both of my kids. <laughs> and God. Yeah, in the middle of all of this, the kids have a, a, a recital and then they're playing in front of judges next week. So my mom had been uh, cleaning and packing and stuff all day long and I've been working and cleaning and packing and working and answering email and I get the kids dressed to go last night and I have them play. My mom and my stepfather are there and I have the kids both play their pieces before we head over to the recital. And after they were done, my mother is sitting there and she's weeping. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to cry thinking about it. (laughs) I'm going to laugh anyway. My mom is weeping and she's like, I, she's like, you have to give it. She's like, this is incredible that we're going through this in this massive tumbleweed of chaos and here these two kids have learned these songs memorized these these four songs and they're playing them beautifully and how somehow we have all held it together all of us have held it together and i have to like my mom is a part of this unit with me and my kids it's not just me and my kids it's me and my kids and my mom and my stepdad it really is right well, and you and your mom and your stepdad, I think really what it is, is that you three have held it together in such a way that Lita and Marlo are kind of just able to keep going. Yeah. When last weekend, when we were doing major, major, major packing, Lita was wandering around. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do to help? I'm like, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, just probably stay out of the room that grandmommy's in because her vibrations may knock you over. You're so tiny. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's it's a good sign, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite they, the chaos. Despite the chaos, they Leah's play starts next week. Um, yeah. Uh, we have holding all, all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to go to a parent-teacher conference here in, in, in about a half hour. <laughs> and it's going to be great for both of them? Uh, just for just for Marlo. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to try not to make it a therapy session and, and break down and cry. Yeah. <laughs> How much, how much time do you have for the conference? Uh, it's about a 30-minute conference. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we used to have, too. I know now they're just they're shorter for middle school. Or at yeah. least here they are. They're, they're like, like 10 12 minutes. minutes or, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. 30 minutes is enough time to totally break down and still have a traditional conference. You can kind of build it in. <laughs> the last time I was just really upset because he told me, he said, yeah, we don't teach handwriting anymore. And I was like, What? They basically do the handwriting in first grade, and after that, they don't do any exercises towards improving handwriting because everything is on computers now. And Marlo's handwriting is just about as bad as mine, and mine is so bad because I can't hold a utensil. So, tangent. Well, there you go. Rambling spiral. Almost didn't get that one in, so it's good. Perfect timing. So I guess, really, the next time we record will be in your new space. I have to figure out. Oh my That's God. What I was gonna ask. I have that was on my list of things to worry about. <laughs> uh happy, happy to add to it. Yeah. Um I record I have this little tiny children's table that has my microphone and thing on it. That will be coming with me. I just have to figure out where to put it when I'm not using it. Yeah, where to store it. And where do I, yeah, where am I going to, Ryan, where's the best place to record in, in a place that doesn't have a walk-in closet? I guess, yeah, it's one other piece of the puzzle. I also have to figure out where to put my dog. 
Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's right. She has a she. I crate her every night, and that crate is not a little thing. That crate is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow 400, 500, 600 of your square feet? <laughs> for the crate? You. Just for the crate alone? Just for the crate, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's... Mm. Well, maybe you can keep the crate in the garage because you only crate her at night, right? It's cold out there. I would not do that to my dog. No, 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 no. No, I mean, no, that's I would not, not bring it in every night, No. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't know how how movable. That's it was. a lot of work. Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> then it's not a permanent footprint. But no, it'd be too cold for her to be out there. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Ah, uh, you'll get it figured out. It's just seventy five percent decrease. Not a big deal. Yeah, and it's supposed to stop snowing tomorrow night. It's been snowing all night long and all day today, and so we're going to be moving in about. Hopefully, it will have melted on the sidewalks, but there's going to be about a foot out there. Wow. Well, we were about 67 yesterday. Oh, that yeah, you're great. 60 you're today. You're lovely. You're so lovely. Thanks. But then Saturday, it's going to be 30, so it's not like we're totally out of the woods. But we still haven't had any snow since Christmas. Ugh. Heather, you just have to, you have to really embrace the beauty of it. I just know. put your feet well, I, up, watch it snow. Oh, okay. So my know. mother, my mother last night, like before we're heading to the to the recital, my mom's energy was just because she had been going at it all day long. And she's walking through my house again and she's trying to figure things out. And then I had a panic attack because I'm like, mom, there are remotes to certain things that I cannot lose. Do you understand? And she's just like, oh, we'll just throw them. And I said, no, no, no. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> there is an Apple TV remote. There's a television remote. There is an Xbox remote. There is a Wii remote. And I'm just like, she's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. It's like, but there I keep walking around going, I can't misplace that. And I can't misplace that. And there's going to be a whole bunch of Mormons in my house throwing things around. So, you know, the next two months of my life, I won't know where anything is. Oh, yeah. Well, and there are those key items where like, you can live with some things in boxes for a while, but if you're missing one key piece, then it's just hell. Then oh. you have to tear boxes apart to find it. And yeah. So here's, here is the life hack really quickly. And I'm going to give John Armstrong credit for this. Jex gets credit for this. Jex, yes. Yes. So basically it doesn't matter how big the football is. It could be um, a small purse. It could be a big bag. It could be a suitcase but you need to have a football. We call it the football. And don't, I have no idea why it's called a football. But Isn't in, that, that's like the guy who carries the nuclear codes. It's, it's like the nuclear football. Is that I what it is? Thing. I okay. think so. I, I don't know. I don't remember how, but during our first move, I, there was a purse that I carried around that had like passports and social security cards and that sort of thing. So I'm going to get a, a football, a giant bag of things that you have to live with on a day-to-day basis. Like you and things that you don't ever want to misplace. And it goes in the football. Where's the football? Who has the football? And so I'm going to get a very, very large suitcase because 5,800 square feet of, you know, there's some footballish things. Yeah. So what if you fill the suitcase? Then do you have to start kind of weeding out the football? Yes. Jesus. There's no, there's no room in that house to store suitcases. Oh, this is this is gonna be fun, y'all. Uh, this is gonna be so much fun. This is all be... things considered, you're surprisingly calm. Because mm-hmm. I, that, what, what am, I, what am I supposed to do? It's just like 
It's like a tornado. It's like, I can't prevent it from happening. This is happening. Here it comes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I think ha- getting the football, like actually getting the suitcase and getting things in there will help tremendously. The life-changing magic of just fucking quitting. Boom. That's what we're going to do. That's there you what this go. is. Mm-hmm. I quit. That, the ultimate hack. The ultimate. Yeah. Just quit. But maybe, I mean, you'll already be moved. So in some ways, these might be, you know, a little a little late. But if anyone out there is, you know, greatly downsized, or maybe they're living a beautiful life in a tiny house and thinking that even 1,400 square feet is insanely large, we would love to hear how you how you actually make that work without committing murder or any other crime. So as always, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, put your shoulder to push along. Do your duty with the heart focus on. We all have work but no one shark put your shoulder to the wheel. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns